This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 91. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome Danny Vega to the Baller Circle. Danny is a seven-figure online business growth expert, one of the most successful entrepreneurs under 40, and a growth revenue strategist who has helped scale his clients to over $50 million worth of sales online. He is also a ClickFunnels 2 Comma Club Award winner, a digital marketing conference speaker, and has helped train over 700 entrepreneurs and business owners by merging technology and direct marketing on social media through his training programs. He's also built the fastest growing entrepreneurial group on Facebook, which has over 33,000 members. Now, I'm happy to bring Danny on the show because I've been following his work uh, for a while, seeing the, the massive growth that he's had in his Facebook group. And uh, he's helping so so many people uh, become Facebook experts and helping so many businesses grow their um, businesses through Facebook and other social media means. So I wanted to bring him on the show to, to talk about his business and, and how, he, uh, how he grew up. So Danny, how are you doing today? Good, good. Um, pretty, pretty well. Much better than what I was last week. That's for sure, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I wanted to, I wanted to know if, uh, if you wanted to add anything to that intro. Uh, no, that that's actually perfect. I was, uh, yeah, I was pretty surprised you, you did your research. So uh, that's very, very well thought out. So that that's good. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to know about you is, uh, you know, you're, you're really successful right now, but I'm always curious about people's backstory. Like, where, where did you grow up and what was life like for you? And was there anything in particular in your past that, that inspired you to want to be an entrepreneur? Um, so, I mean, I, I was born in New York. I was born uh, in a city called Rochester, which is like way up north uh, by Buffalo, kind of like up there where the Niagara Falls are. Um, so I, 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 lived there for about seven and a half years before I moved to Florida. Um, so, you know, transitioned from there with my family, uh, moved to Florida, you know, started working around 16 years old. And, uh, so I did that for a while until I was about, you know, 22 or so. Uh, so during that, that time, 16 to 22, I had about 25 different jobs. Um, you know, obviously, you know, finished high school. Went to four different colleges, didn't finish any of those, so I dropped out of four different colleges, had 25 different jobs. So, uh, yeah, so I was kind of like all over the place. So I didn't really have like, um, I didn't really find anything to like establish myself ground-wise because I was always trying to look for like that next opportunity, you know. It's like most people who are into internet marketing and, you know, it's like that shiny object syndrome. Right. I guess I had that with like the workforce and I really didn't find like my, my place to, to really solidify myself, uh, into something that I could really grow, uh, you know, into, into being something big and, and financially stable for my family. Um, so, you know, so I, I did that for a while. And then from there, I eventually, uh, found myself working from home for, for a little bit. Uh, and that's kind of like where the whole journey started. And that was about 13 years ago. Hmm. Okay. So what was your first entrepreneurial uh, venture? Because I, I know that uh, you know, you're a Facebook uh, ads expert now, helping, helping businesses. But from what I understand, you had some businesses um, prior to that. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious, what, what were those businesses? And uh, how did, I guess, that journey go from uh, lead you eventually to becoming a Facebook ads expert? Right. 
So, so the very last job that I had, um, I had worked with my sister. She had a small uh, tax office, accounting office in Orlando. And so I, I, you know, I, I was there helping her. I did some, you know, some network, uh, some actual network, computer networking, because uh, I was always a tech geek ever since I was about 12. I, you know, built computers and always had to fix the other people's computers and whatnot. So I, so I did that and I kind of helped out with some guerrilla marketing for her office to kind of get some, some more clients. Um, so I did that for a while. And then, you know, at, during that time, this was about 13, 14 years ago. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember, remember, but there was always, um, you know, heavy promotion on like work from home. Right. Uh, yeah. There was always like Internet banners out there and there was a lot of, you know, scams and something like, you know, I was always looking at, at these opportunities and, and I was always thinking to myself, you know, is this something that I could, you know, pursue and, and eventually leave like the whole nine to five job and, and really start making the same amount of money or even more, but from home. Um, so, you know, so I did my research for, for a couple months and finally found a couple, you know, legit sites that provided real opportunities. Um, so that's kind of, to me, that's where I really started, you know, this whole entrepreneurship journey, uh, was when I was able to, to land a couple of different jobs working from home and still be able to, to make either the same or a little bit more than what I was used to. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So, so with those, um, I guess business opportunities, uh, were, were you successful with it? What, 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 did you have some struggles? What, what was it like? What was going on there? Um, I mean, it was much better than working nine to five. That's for <laughs> sure. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think most people who want to get out of that nine to five world, uh, if they can do one or two or three different things from home, I mean, it, you know, they save so much more time on the commute that, that it's worth it for them. So, I mean, it was definitely a success. Um, you know, it kind of, solidified myself as, as an entrepreneur, being able to, to work from home from, you know, or pretty much anywhere I wanted, whether it was home or, or those who, who travel and do the same thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I actually landed a couple of different, uh, business opportunities or jobs. Um, you know, and there was things such as like, you know, remote tech support inbound call center, you know, live chat help, uh, pretty much, you know, whatever I could find, uh, and do and still be able to earn the same amount of money uh, is pretty much what what I looked after. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for someone, I guess before we even get into the you know your current business, I'm thinking you know for people who are listening right now who are thinking that that'd be kind of cool. I'd love to be able to quit my job and work from home and find a way to replace it with you know different uh, opportunities there. What what resources were you using to find these uh, work from home uh, opportunities? Um. Obviously, the first, I mean, the first thing was, uh, I, I didn't even know if Google was, was around back then, but, you know, Yahoo, Lycos, there's a whole bunch of other search engines um, around back then. But, but, but pretty much, you know, I would, first I, I Googled the, the, the opportunities that, w- that were shown to me and that I was seeing to make sure that they were legit, right? Once I found those, um, then I started, you know, looking at different opportunities and, and kind of researching the companies and things like that. Pretty much the... The sites that I went to, there were like a list of different directories that already had established businesses that hired people working from home. Okay. Um, so once I found those, they were pretty easy. Did, did you want me to share a couple of those sites? Yeah, yeah, if you can. Okay. Um, so one of those sites, one of those sites were called uh, Work Work at Home uh, Moms or Work for Home Moms, but the website is wahm.com. Um, so I guess that would be workathomemoms.com. So. You know, if you're listening to this and, and you're like, hey, you know, I want to try to find some some jobs working from home. If you go to this site, uh, you know, you're going to see a lot of different ads and things like that. 
but go to their forums. Um, now, a lot of you who are kind of new or you know within the last five six years to the internet, um, you're you're pretty much you know just used to like Facebook groups and things like that. But forums are are so like an old school like community uh, builder where where people engage and, and comment and things like that. Uh, but so there's a forum section at at wahm.com, and there's amazing opportunities on there. They're always keeping that list up to date, even now as they were, you know, 13 years ago. Um, so that's one site. The other site is called Rat Race Rebellion, and that's you can almost think of that kind of like a Craigslist, but like back then. Um, so these two jobs or these two websites provided me an endless amount of leads and opportunities for about a year and a half that I did that. Huh. That's awesome because I've actually never heard of those sites before, and uh, you know I've talked <laughs> a to a lot of people who have uh, who have you know at least tried to experiment in the work from home space. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's that's super powerful. Uh, I actually go check them out myself and see what uh, <laughs> what sort of things they have on there. Um, okay, so you so you're doing this. You're you're you know re- re- have been able to replace your income working from home, and I definitely understand that desire to you know. N- just not have to deal with commuting and traffic and whatever else, be able to, you know, work, I'm assuming in your pajamas, if you want to just, it's just a much more comfortable environment uh, and then do things kind of on your own terms. Um, so then at, at what point did you, did you decide or, or figure out that you wanted to become a Facebook ads expert and, and how did that happen? Yeah. So I mean, obviously that, obviously that doesn't happen overnight. So, you know, the, the way things progress, I, I think it was like a natural progression so, you know, worked the nine to five, didn't want to do that. I wanted to find like, you know, uh, a better opportunity, really be able to establish uh, financial freedom, like on my own without relying on someone. So the next thing was like, you know, let me find something to do from home. Right. So I did that. Um, from that, that progressed into uh, me being a developer and starting my agency. This was about 10 years ago. Um, so I did that for a while. Um, and then from that, then that transitioned into, you know, almost a decade later into, uh, you know, really changing the direction of the agency from being a developer and, you know, building sites, databases, things like that, to really being more of like a full-fledged marketing agency for businesses. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And so along this way, along the way of, of becoming this, um, you know, the, the expert for marketing for businesses, were there were there courses that you took? Were there conferences? Um, I guess what were your main sources of of learning, or was it just trial and error? Like what what, what were you using? Uh, for you know, for Facebook ads, right? Yeah, yeah. For for Facebook ads, so the very first client that I that I had, um, I was still a developer. I I, I had moved here to where I am now in McAllen, Texas, uh, and this was actually the only client that I've ever had local to me. All the clients I've ever had for the last you know 10, 12 years has always been, you know, remote, right? So I've never actually, uh, I ended up meeting a couple of them, but I, I never, you know, was brought on by meeting them face-to-face. It was all online and, and by phone. Um, so I, so I, you know, so at this time when I found this, uh, this opportunity, um, I, I was kind of struggling a little bit. I was trying to wind down the development side because I wanted to move into more of like marketing and lead gen. Um, so I ended up, you know, looking, uh, I think it was like on indeed.com and, and I found a local place that was hiring a part-time, uh, developer. So I was like, okay. I was like, you know, I'm trying to wind it down. I was like, you know, you know, let me kind of just see, you know, what's, what's there, what opportunity this is. Um, 
so so I you know I, I applied for it you know I got I did the whole interview so, stuff like that and when I got there um, it, it, I, I saw more of an opportunity for them to grow as a business rather than just me doing development for them you know hmm. so that it, so it was an e-commerce site they did uh, high-end uh, LED lighting for like nightclubs and restaurants and churches and things like that and um, so there was a lot of room for them to grow. And, you know, and I, and I, and I talked to them, I talked to the owner, and I'm like, you know, if I just do what you, what you brought me on for, um, I, I thought of, I thought of it more like a consultant rather than like a part-time job because I was consulting with them on, on how they could grow their business. Um, so I was like, you know, if I just do what you asked me, I'm like, you know, I'm going to get the work done, but you're not really going to grow. Um, so eventually, you know, after about two, three months of me being there, um, that's where I kind of started dabbling in, in Facebook in different groups that I started hearing about, you know, people having success with Facebook ads. And, uh, so I was like, Hey, let's try Facebook ads. Um, so I, you know, I started, uh, different campaigns for them. Uh, I did a lot of lead gen. Uh, they had a catalog where actually I, I helped them create a catalog where their prospects and, and potential customers could download. And, you know, at the end of the day, they, they generated over half a million dollars worth of sales. Uh, of extra revenue within a year, nice. uh, just from just from Facebook ads. Nice. So that was kind of like my first venture with with Facebook advertising. Okay. So from that time period, I know that uh, there's been so many changes on Facebook's platform. It's become so much more competitive. There's been algorithm changes, and 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 also the marketplace uh, is like I feel like everyone now is running Facebook ads, and everyone also is a Facebook ads expert. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you know, with that level of competition in not only uh, competing with other people claiming to be ex experts, but also other competing ads out there. Um, how do you, how do you stand out? How do you make it so that you can stay so successful and um, not get drowned out with, you know, the, all, all the other noise that's out there? Right. Um, and then, and that's a, that's a really good question because, you know, anyone who listens to this, they're, they're thinking the same thing, like, how, do, how can I stand out from, from everyone else, right? Because everyone now is, has either gone through a Facebook ads course or they've had a little bit of success and they've released their own course. And, you know, and, and, and I understand that positioning, you know, to position yourself as an expert to get clients and, and to make money and, and to grind. Um, you know, so I'm all, I'm all for that. But, you know, the way I establish myself is, is by providing lots of value to the clients that I want to work with. Right. So, I mean, you have to be picky. You can't just go after anyone and everyone because when you do that, you're going to sell yourself short on the amount of value and the expertise that you could bring a certain industry. Right. So, you know, I've had over 700 students gone through my course and my training. A lot of them have built six figure and a couple of them have even done an extra seven figures a year in their businesses and agencies. Um, so one of the things is really to like just niche yourself down and most people think, okay, when I, when I think of niching myself down, that means just to focus on one specific industry, but that's not always the case. There's, you know, you can focus on, you know, like a group of, 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 of industries, or you can focus on providing a specific uh, type of service to, you know, to clients, right? Whether that's Facebook ads or whether that could be SEO or a combination of, of a couple of different things. Um, but I, I think the, uh, the problem that most people have when they try to market themselves as a Facebook ads expert or agency business 
is that they they talk about the actual service that they're going to be providing for that customer. And that's one of the things that that should not be done. You know, um, when you talk about, you know, like for example, like you know, if you have a Facebook ads agency and you want to go after clients and just do lead gen on Facebook, you know, most people who try to go after clients are going to start talking about how they can grow their business on Facebook and they can do all these types of campaigns and things like that. But when you look at it at the end of the day, the business, they could care less how you're getting them more customers and, and more leads. All they care about is growing their business at the end of the day. Okay. You know, so when you position yourself as a way to help their business grow and you can find different strategies and techniques to do that, then they're going to pay attention to you rather than the 20 other people that are emailing them every single day on how they can run Facebook ads for them. Okay. So you're saying you're saying focus on the thing they actually care about, which is actually growing their business and getting leads as opposed to focusing on Facebook ads, which, you know, they're like, I don't, I don't really care how you do it. Just get it done. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you talk to, you know, if you just go out and talk to local businesses, whether in person or online, you know, I don't think you're going to find one that wants to only run Facebook ads to grow their business. Right. Cause they could care less. Um, I mean, Facebook ads, is hot. it's hot now. I think it's going to be around for a long, long time. But before Facebook ads, I mean, there were, there were other ways to, to get leads online. It was not just Facebook, right? Right. So, I mean, 30 years from now, you know, I'm sure there's going to be probably something even better. It's like that shiny object syndrome. But at the end of the day, whether you're generating leads from Facebook, Google, YouTube, Twitter, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, it's the marketing principle behind generating leads in order to convert those into sales. And that's, and at the end of the day, they care about more sales, more customers, and ultimately that, that leads to more revenue. Right. So when you're, uh, so, so from your course in particular, so I know your, your ClickFunnels two comma club award winner, which is pretty amazing. And, and, you know, to be able to, um, you know, sell that much product through ClickFunnels, um, with your courses and attracting students, um, you know, I, 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 I love your perspective on what you're focusing on for businesses, but from the perspective of the student, like, are you taking a similar um, approach to attracting those people and standing out amongst all the other courses that are out there so that you can, you know, you, you were able to reach that level? Like, what was your strategy there? So, so it, it's pretty interesting. My strategy when, you know, when it comes to um, having over 700 students go through my course it all began with with my group, Entrepreneur Hustle on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so my group and, and the course pretty much launched at the same time, which was like right at the beginning of the year. Um, so, I mean, I'd say like, you know, 95% of all my students came from me providing value in the, in the group, you know. It was a free group. I, I grew it all organically. I think we're at like 36,000 members now in that group. Uh, in 11 months, which is, which is pretty good. Um, so just me providing value, you know, growing the group. Um, I mean, growing, growing a Facebook group is almost like a full-time job in itself. Mm -hmm. It takes, takes a lot of time. Uh, most people give up really easily, but when you grow it right, you can, you know, you can pretty much sell whatever it is that you're selling to them by providing value, answering questions, and just kind of position yourself as like an expert and authority in whatever, you know, niche or industry you want to go after. Um, so a lot of students, you know, when I roll out a course or if I roll out, you know, like a cheat sheet or something where they can download or even a webinar, 
you know, I could get hundreds of people pretty much within a day to download that or to sign up. And that's pretty much the same tactic that I use to, to get people into the course. Okay. Okay. Understood. I like that. So with, um, you know, when you're talking about your Facebook group, I know that's uh, a thing that a lot of people are trying to do, trying to grow Facebook groups and get a lot of people. But I mean, to have a group that's 36,000 people in 11 months, that's, that's pretty crazy. That's, that's some serious growth right there. What, how are you able to do that? Like what, what's your, what was your Facebook group growth strategy? And that, that's good. Cause I've never really talked about how I grew my group on a podcast or anything like that before. It's always been, you know, kind of a little bit tips and strategies here and there. Um, so, so the way I grew my group, you know, I, I, one, one day it was like December 31st, I woke up at 5 AM and, and I was like, I need a group. <laughs> I don't know why that happened, but I was like, I just need a group. I was like, I'm going to launch my course next week. And, and to me really, I think right now the best way is by having a group because I've seen other people do it, you know? Um, so I did that, you know, I came up with a name, um, entrepreneur hustle and I was like, I'm just going to run with it. And uh, one of the first things I did was uh, I added like the 70 closest people that I talked to on Facebook. I brought them into into this group. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. I got 70 people in the group plus myself. So I'm like, what do I do now? So I'm like, you know, I just need to provide value, you know, because um, I saw other people in, in other groups that, that grew, you know, they grew about 15, 20,000. They, they usually had them for like two, three years. I'm like, you know, I, I kind of looked to see what are some of their strategies that they did uh, in order to grow their group. And I'm like, okay, they, they post a lot. They do, they do some videos. They, they put out a lot of content. So I'm like, I'm just going to go all in and just do as much as I can with the time that I have and just, and just see where it leads me, right? Uh, because, I mean, anything that you do isn't guaranteed. But if you go all in and you, and you take action, then something's going to happen. And, I mean, you don't know what that is until you actually do it, right? Right, right. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, for us who are entrepreneurs, that's like the fun part of, of this journey is, is that you get to create, you know, whatever path and success that, that comes from that um, without relying on, on someone else to do that for you. So, so one of the strategies I did was, was just content, 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 lots of live videos every day. Um, you know, I, I, I had my agency, I was already doing Facebook advertising. I had, you know, lots of different clients. So all those case studies, uh, walkthroughs, uh, different strategy campaigns, like everything that I was doing for my clients, I would just kind of break those apart uh, and either do a post or do a live video or a live training in my group. Uh, and I did that for about like two, three months consistently. Uh, and that's really kind of how the growth started. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Another tactic that I did was uh, provide funnels where people could download. And I would post that on my wall. Um, I don't think I, I really went into different groups and I did that. Because I, I mainly posted that on my own Facebook profile. And I was like, you know, this is a, a campaign that I'm doing, for example, for a chiropractor or fitness. Uh, if you would like this funnel for free, then join my group and you can download it. Uh, so I used that strategy to kind of feed people from those who are following me already on Facebook who are not in my group to join my group. Okay. Huh. I like that. That's a cool strategy. So... What, at what frequency were you, uh, I guess, posting things? I know you were talking about earlier that running a Facebook group is like a full-time job in and of itself. Uh, what, what, what frequency were you doing the Facebook lives and, and things like that? Was there, um, I guess, I guess for someone who's thinking about like, I want to share content, how much content do they need to be putting out there? Um, I think to, to really grow like a group, um, 
I mean, even even your own Facebook profile, right? I mean, you could think of both as like, you know, it's like different lists, right? So you want to grow, you know, uh, your your personal list and your group list. So you have to do it consistently. I mean, if you're going to go live on video, you got to do it daily, right? Um, and that's what I did. I did it multiple times uh, every day. I went live and either shared some form of value, something I learned, um, shared a strategy or shared a walkthrough or even, you know, whatever success my clients were having that I was running for them, I would share that. Um, so it was between live videos, postings. I mean, I would probably post 10 to 15 times every day mm. in the group, just, just different things. Right. Okay. Um, so I mean, you know, and some might think, man, that's, that's a lot. Or, you know, what happens after three months when you run about run out of ideas, what are you going to post? So that's where kind of your creative nature, um, has to come into play in order to either come up with different angles or, or just look at different things that you're doing and kind of find, you know, what angle could you use from, from this in order to provide value for all the members that are joining your group. Right. And I think the other thing is that's, that's people are always concerned about is, okay, if I have a group and I'm providing value every day, how do I not give away everything that's in my course? And then people are like, I don't need the course anymore. All this stuff is for free on the, in the, in the group. Uh, what's your, I guess, what's your thought process on that? Or are you just not worried about it? Right. Um, I'm not really worried about it. At first I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to give away the farm because if I do that, you know, just like you said, how are people going to buy my course? Right. Um, I, I, when I first launched my course, I launched it as, as a monthly membership. So it wasn't a high ticket price. You know, it wasn't like a thousand or two thousand dollars. I had two different price points and I, I allowed anyone to join that, whether they didn't want to pay a lot or they want to pay a little bit more for extra support. Um, so I think, I think most people, even if you have like your entire course dripped out on YouTube, which most people do, um, you know, it's, it's, I think people buy courses now more for the connection rather than to actually learn the content, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I've been finding that a lot, a lot recently with some of the, because I have two different, my, my course now, it's not a monthly membership or anything like that. Um, I launched it like that and, and I did well and I, I, I think I did a, you know, I, I, I went a good direction in doing that, but, but now from what I see people buy my course now, not for, not so much for the content and to learn it, but just for that, for that connection to be kind of like, you know, within my circle. Right. Right. Okay. Have connections to you so that you can, you know, provide them with some advice and they can get their questions answered and, and that sort of thing. Right. Okay. All right. That's cool. So, um, so with that, uh, I, you know, I'm wondering, you have the Facebook group, you're driving, you know, a, lots of people to the Facebook group, and then you're using the group to sell um, more of your content. Are there things that you're doing to uh, stay on top of these constant changes that are happening? You know, Facebook groups are changing and Facebook's you know, as strategy is changing and, and I guess, what do you do to make sure like you're not missing something that something didn't significantly change and then now a piece of your course is no longer relevant or, or your ads don't work anymore or whatever? Right. Um, and, and that, that's a great question because, you know, I kind of want to touch on two points of that. Number one is, um, with, with the Facebook course and I also have a coaching program as well. They're, they're kind of related, but, but they're, they're separate. Um, but with both, I feel like when you actually have, like take for example, like the Facebook course, when you have an agency and you're actually participating 
and growing it every day with the same methods that you teach in your course, it's so much easier to update your course at any time when things change or if there's something new that comes out rather than someone who, who takes a course, gets a client, and now they're like, oh, I can make a whole bunch of money just by selling the same course again, right? And, and they stop the agency or they really never had a successful agency. Um, then those people, I think, you know, struggle a little bit more to keep it up to date. So the second part is really by, by having like, you know, and this is where, this is where we can get into some automation a little bit, uh, but, but by having, you know, different, uh, uh, feeds online, you know, kind of, you know, for example, like, uh, uh what's that, uh, that thing in Google, I think it's called, um, uh, Google feed. That's not, it's not called Google feed. The Google alerts. Yeah. Google alerts. Right. Thank you. So, so Google, I use Google alerts a lot for, for different keywords and phrases. Uh, and there's also another one that I really like that I actually use to grow, uh, my, my agency at the very beginning, uh, it's called Feedly. So okay. Feedly is, is like an aggregator where you can, you know, put in different blogs from people and, and, you know, different sources like that. And you could just have one, uh, one dashboard, uh, where you could quickly go through different news. So, I mean, I, I don't look at that every single day, but. You know, if I ever open it up, I mean, there's so much new content put out there that you could quickly go through it and you can find, you know, little golden nuggets and you can share that within your group or, or if there's something that you do, you need to do a little bit more research on to go in, in depth to change for, for the course, then all that's available there too. So okay. I think having that, having like an aggregator, kind of like an entourage of, of these feeds working for you and actually doing it yourself, I mean, you're, you're always going to stay relevant. Right. So when you look at, um, you know, when you were talking earlier about people that have an agency, they clearly are, are going to be able to be on top of changes that happen in Facebook. Would you suggest someone who's planning on creating a Facebook course uh, also have an agency? Or, or is, is it um, too much to try to do both at the same time? What, what's your I guess, recommendation for uh, someone who's new, who's like, I want to learn Facebook ads. I want to, you know, make money in this area, where, where do I, where do I focus? Do I, do I try to create a course and sell it or do I start an agency and work with clients? Um, I would, I, I would do as much as you can, but if you're going to create a course, I would create a course on something that you, you have some type of knowledge or almost an expert status on. Um, and, and that's the problem. I think a lot of people now is they, they go through a course, you know, they land one or two clients, and then they, then they're like, you know, I can make so much more money selling a course. Let me go do that, right? And and I think that's where you know a lot of people have been burned by by buying courses that are that are either not up to date or they don't stay up to date or where they ask you know the 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 person that created it a question, you know, they're like, um, I'm not really sure. Let me get back to you. They never do. <laughs> right. 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 So so to me, you know. It makes sense if you're going to teach something, then you should also be doing it actively. Mm-hmm. You know, and in my case, that's you know, I have I actually have four different streams of, of of income. One of them is the agency, the other one is the course, and you know, the agency is like my bread and butter. That's what I started. You know, it's been over a decade of me having an agency, so I'm really knowledgeable when it comes to that. So it just made sense to, you know, to sell a course on what I was doing. Right, right, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Well, Danny, I'm I'm really happy to have you on the show. I mean, you you provided a lot of great value. I I, I love your, you know, your thought process for uh, how you you know were able to grow the Facebook group, how you approach clients, because I think that 
a lot of people struggle with uh, how to connect with uh, people that they're trying to sell courses to as well as connect with clients in the right way. And you clearly have developed a, a process that, um, that really works well. Uh, so I wanted to know before we close out, um, how can the Baller Circle learn more about your business and, and services and courses and things like that uh, and, and get in touch with you? So, so there's two, two, two good ways. Uh, first one's through my website. It's uh, Danny Vega. And my last name, it's V-E-I-G-A.com. So DannyVega.com. And, and on Facebook, uh, the best way, definitely my group, which is Entrepreneur Hustle. Um, so those, you could definitely reach out. Uh, you know, read more about me, about, you know, different things that I provide and, you know, just kind of be within that, within a circle of value that I provide. Sounds good. Well, Danny, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, yeah, let's definitely stay in touch and have a good day. Thanks for being awesome and joining us on another episode of the Internet Ballers podcast. Be sure to listen next week where I'll be sharing another story of yet another inspiring Internet Baller. In the meantime, you can check out the blog post for this episode as well as listen to other episodes of the Internet Ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. Again, I'm Michael Pasha and happy marketing. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>